Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the season one wrap-up episode for the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, and I am absolutely thrilled to share these episodes with you to do this wrap-up. So I went through all of the episodes from season one, and you guys, there's 71 episodes. Can you even believe it? 71 episodes. So in the 71 episodes, there were eight episodes that stood out as your favorites. And I went through and tried to figure out what is it that really made you guys want to listen to these episodes. So I did some analysis and found my favorite parts of these episodes. And I'm just really excited to share them with you guys. So we'll go ahead and start with the first episode I want to share with you. This is episode 23 with Sammy Wonder. She wins the Top Downloads Award. Yes, Sammy Wonder, who is a relationship coach, her episode got probably double of most of the other episodes. Everybody loved this episode, and I think what was so fascinating about this episode is the way she discusses the controversial subject of feminine energy. And she really talks about it in such a powerful way and explains that feminine energy is not a dumbing down or being meek and mild, but it's really a way to receive love and receive gifts in the form of others energy. And it's she has just such a beautiful way of describing feminine energy. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen in again and hear what she has to say. Tell us a little bit first about feminine energy. What is it? I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Yes, absolutely. So I think uh, there are so many ways to come at the topic of feminine energy. And I think what is most important is that we keep an open mind when we are hearing the term feminine energy, because as smart, strong, successful women, um, there can be this tendency to close yourself off to even hearing and engaging about this concept because it can appear very sexist Mm -hmm. at first. Now, this is the most important thing, according to me, that when you hear something like this, you know, feminine energy, you don't shut down your mind, you don't close off your heart. Because if you do that, you are blocking yourself from receiving so much magic. And Mm -hmm. that makes me really sad because um, I think there's so much false information and incomplete information about what true feminine energy is out there. And uh, a lot of successful women who have strong minds, you know, we have an internal resistance to hearing anything that tells us to be shy, to be demure, to lose our power. 
because we have worked so hard to have our power. I mean, our mothers, our grandmothers, I remember my mom, you know, telling me that if you don't uh, have a good job and you don't get good grades, you know, you'll just get married and you will have a husband who controls all your choices. I mean, that was the kind of Mm -hmm. crusade my mother, my grandmothers had to go so that I could get a master degree and I could be the CEO of a multi seven figure company today. Now, so that's the first thing, which is if you have any misconceptions about feminine energy or you think it's a sexist concept, just stay with me, keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. Don't block it out because otherwise you're blocking magic out. Yes. Now, The second thing is, when it comes to feminine energy, is to understand that both men and women have both masculine and feminine energy. So we're really not being sexist here. Just like it's not sexist to tell a man, hey, you should probably embrace your feminine side more if you're too much of an alpha and you're totally disconnected from your emotions. I'm going to be the first person to tell a man, you should come into balance by embracing your feminine side as Mm -hmm. well. And it's the same for women, right? It's the same for smart, successful women um, who are very capable, who can do everything by themselves. And what happens is that they have a highly cultivated masculine side. They have a highly cultivated energy of masculine energy where they can do, plan, organize, take action. And they have a highly under-cultivated feminine energy. So whenever we talk about women, strong, smart, successful women embracing their feminine energy, we're not asking them to dumb down and play small as the stereotypes would Mm -hmm. tell you. We're just saying, come back into balance, girl. All right. The second episode I want to share is what you guys felt was the most meaningful episode of the entire season. In October, I did a series on uh, domestic violence. And for episode 19, I brought in my dear friend, Maida. And Maida shared with us her viewpoints on domestic violence and the forgotten minority. She is very passionate about this topic. And I knew she would be the perfect person to bring in she and I have a discussion about minor, minority women and how the system is really extra unfair to them and really doesn't tell their abuse stories. So listen in and enjoy this conversation. I don't know if you ever noticed it, uh, Tiffany. Um, on the freeway, there was a picture of a girl in like her cap and gown for graduation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, help, help find my murderer. Yes. Dude, that mom, do you know how much money she exhausted just to be able to do that? That came from her if personal? She's, if this, yes. Yes. If this mother is exhausting that and she still couldn't get local news, no one's biting. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's. It's not as exciting when it's just some girl who lives in some neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, you know, again, I'm trying not to, the loss of a life is a loss of a life no matter what, but it's just interesting how our society was easy to gravitate towards Gabby's story and how she um, was trying to become a YouTube star, and she was trying, you know, like, 
it's it's just a sad situation because um it's just it, it this is how it is it's a constant and i wish i had like a better like like a solution you know it's something that i rack my mind about all the yeah. time it's like why is this this is also a pandemic do you know what mm -hmm. i mean for our community yeah. um like why black and latina women uh, why this has happened you know yeah i think women in general in any um population tend to be underrepresented in the news as far as um getting fair treatment for crimes and things of that sort, right? Yeah. You know, boys that rape girls get a little hand smacked and, oh, but, you know, he was a swimming star. He was a track star. We don't want to ruin his life. And, right. Absolutely. So girls in general, it's hard enough. And then when you put socioeconomic issues, immigrant issues, racial issues, when you put those things on top of it, it becomes even harder to get treated fairly on these topics. And then I think domestic yeah. violence is a whole nother level because there's so much of, well, that happened at home. All right, for another one of your most favorite episodes, one of the most listened to episodes is episode two which this kind of blew me away because, you know, this is way back in the beginning. It was my first podcast interview I had ever done. I was fortunate enough to have my beautiful friend, Hanata, who is an energy healer on the podcast for this. And her episode wins the most radical award because she talked about divorce as a radical act of self-love. And she talks about the courage it takes to take the step of getting divorced. And I really think that what Hanada says resonates so much with so many people. And I think this idea of divorce being a radical act of self-love put a whole new light on the act of divorce that really meant so much to you guys. So enjoy this little walk down memory lane and listening to episode number two with Hanata. Now let's dig back into this divorce as a radical act of self-love. <laughs> Will you go into a little bit more detail about the courage that that takes? Yes, it takes a lot of courage. And I believe it is a different level of courage for every single person. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the I read a quote very beautifully. I don't know where it came from, but it resonated so true. It's like we're not in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. in the same storm. <laughs> some of yes. us are in yachts, some of us are in canoes, some of us are drowning. <laughs> Holding on to the driftwood. <laughs> so what happens there is it depends on your circumstances that will take less or more courage for you to do something like that, right? If you have the support of your family, it'll take less courage. If you're more stable financially, it'll take less courage, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on what your kid, kids' needs are, kids' age are, yes. it will take more or less courage. Yeah. 
when my kids were little and I felt like I was surviving that stage of my life, uh, it, I don't think I would have had the courage. I don't think I would have even allowed myself to think that because I needed that structure to survive that period of my life. So it came a time where that courage naturally built up, right? It naturally builds up. So it it was, for me, it was a balance of my outer environment requiring a little less of me and giving me a little bit more freedom, right? Mm -hmm. To me building up my own personal understanding of what was going on, where the, the desire to divorce was coming from. It took me five years, Tiffany. Wow. To... From where I said, wow, this is really not working for me and the courage to actually see it for what it was, mm-hmm. not what I, the story I was wanting it to be or pretending it to be, to actually divorcing. So it was a process of building that courage up, facing my fears. But I think the most important thing that really propelled me to make the decision wasn't necessarily building so much courage because I don't think I would have been able to build that amount of courage. Mm -hmm. It was the realization that I had to follow my truth. Hmm. It trumped all the fears because I have this knowing in me that if I'm not following that little voice in the heart that whispers and it's a calling, mm-hmm. I'm not going to end up in a good place. And not only I'm not going to end up in a good place, but everybody around me are going to be a part of that distorted way of living. All right, we're on to the fourth episode I want to talk about. Now, this dynamic, fantastic episode guest was not only one of your very favorite episodes, she got so many downloads. It's amazing. And like right away, within day one, her the episodes on the downloads on her episode were phenomenal. But what really excited me about Christy was when we did our Instagram live, we had so many of you come on and interact with her. She was by far your favorite Instagram live guest. She is episode 54. And in this episode, she talks about how an act of terrorism that she lived through And she experienced and survived really helped her to rewrite the good girl script that she had been living under. Enjoy this poignant, vulnerable story that Christy shares. How did you rewrite that good girl script? I mean, I hate to say it, but as much as I would never want to go through that again, it is the real impetus for me tearing up the script. Now, it hasn't been as quick as I would have liked. I mean, we're talking about this and this has been six years ago. Um, You know, something I really should share with your listeners and I talk about this in my podcast as well. But my real impetus was six months after I filed for divorce, I ended up being in the terrorist attack in Nice, France, Mm. which is just literally insane. But I will tell you, Tiffany, it is 
what saved my life, which sounds like a crazy thing to say because I honestly don't think I would have recovered. My script would have been blown up, but I wouldn't be rewriting it. Yeah. But because I found myself there, I can remember so wild. I was obviously still such a shell of a human being, but I had always loved travel so much. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take myself on this trip to Europe. It was going through France and Italy, you know, places that I love. And I thought this is going to be my moment of reclaiming myself. And this is so crazy because I was so terrified of everything, including men. And I remember I had like met this French guy and he kept that day and he kept convincing me like, oh, meet me on the promenade. I'll bring a picnic. Like we'll watch the fireworks. And this was Bastille Day. This is the night that the Mm -hmm. terrorist attack happened. And I was like, no, no, no. And I remember talk about foreshadowing. I know we're talking about being raised to be the good girls, which I agree with you. So many women are conditioned. And I really hope that's a dynamic that we're changing as we raise our girls. Um, But the other thing is like women's intuition and how Mm -hmm. often we ignore it. Mm -hmm. I remember being in my hotel room because I had told him I'm not going to meet you. And then I was like, well, what the heck? I'll meet him. But I remember having this flash of, should I be going to the beach on Bastille Day in France? I mean, Mm -hmm. this is the world we live in now. And then I thought, oh, Christy, you know, live a little. This isn't Paris. This is Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember actually being on the beach and there was this amazing fireworks show and I was with this like, you know, sexy French guy and he had made this like really cute picnic and we're on the beach. And I I remember looking at the fireworks and the show was wrapping up and just I had this thought of this is going to be one of my favorite moments on this trip, Mm. if not like a lifetime. And then that's like when I heard the gunshots and like all mayhem broke loose. All right. The fifth episode I want to talk about is my dream guest. You guys, this person, episode 40, Ashley Stahl, is absolutely one of my incredible dream guests. Ashley's book, U-Turn, was a book that really set me on the trajectory to getting to where I am today with this podcast and this business that I started, this whole concept that you can make a U-turn and create a career and a life for yourself that you love and you choose was just so powerful to me. And so to be able to sit with Ashley Stahl, who has her own podcast, she's an author, she's a TEDx speaker, she's a keynote speaker, She's amazing. And to be able to to sit and have a conversation with her and have her share her insight and her wisdom was definitely a pinch me, I'm dreaming moment. And I just loved it. I loved it so much. So I can't wait to share this with you. Ashley talks about what it's like to reclaim yourself and find love again after divorce. And she gives some absolutely beautiful advice for you listeners. I don't know how this reference crosses over, but I volunteered in the prison system for a quick moment and it was a high security prison. Mm. And there were men there for murder and ones that were there for attempted murder. And I remember the person who was there for attempted murder was doing a lot of work on himself so that he could rejoin society at some point. And He looked at the guy who was there for murder and he said, the only difference between him and I is that my gun missed. And 
it really makes me think um, with divorce, I'm actually dating someone who's divorced and it's been so enriching mm. because he knows so much texture mm -hmm. from that. I feel so much safer with him because of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the choice to take a relationship and turn it into a marriage, it's like the hardest no's in life are usually almost a yes. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And most people allow almost a yes to be a yes. And I think that's one of the most human things you could possibly do. So it kind of reminds me of the guy with a gun. It's like you chose to partner with someone and be vulnerable and put yourself into something and create a container. And there's no such thing as failure in that. There's mm. so much growth. There's so much learning. And so for me as the recipient of being with someone who – has been divorced. I know that anyone listening, you have so much wisdom and so much understanding of what the institution of marriage is and what it isn't. And I think that we learn who we are through context. And so you probably learned a lot about who you are and who you're not mm -hmm. through being in a union. And so instead of focusing on what you don't know, I would say just maybe take a look at what you do know. Um, what did you learn from your your relationship? What did you learn about yourself? What do you know to be true? Mm. Because more often than not, when we're making a change in our lives, we get stuck on what we don't know. And what we miss is that what we do know is enough to take that next step. And we don't need to see the whole painting to grab a brush and and paint some strokes, you know, on the canvas. And so I think... If you are looking at yourself saying, you know, who am I? I think that's a really good question, but sometimes an even better question is who do I want to be? This is a really fun one, you guys. As you know, this podcast is really dedicated to women and women's voices and women's stories and being empowered by other women. But we, I did something with episode 15 that you guys loved, loved. I got so much amazing feedback on this episode. This was probably the one where I got the most DMs, uh, people coming over on Instagram, and probably the one where I got the most uh, reviews. <laughs> you guys leaving reviews on this. You loved this episode. So this is the episode where I brought in David, my boyfriend, also known as the sexy sound guy. So this episode wins the favorite male perspective award. And you guys loved this conversation with him. I think you really enjoyed getting a candid insight into what men think when they're dating single moms. And the clip that we're going to listen to is when he and I talk about what it was like for him to date a single mom with children and the moment when he is meeting the kids, what kind of things were going through his head before he met the kids. And I love this conversation. And I think you guys will really understand why I am so madly in love with this man because this conversation is just so open and vulnerable and beautiful and you can just tell 
the depth of his wisdom. So enjoy listening. I was a little nervous because when I grew up, the kids were like, your life goes along with the children's, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever they need at the time, that's sort of what your life is doing. Um, So I knew that if I wanted things to continue with you, I needed to be able to fit into their life first, Mm. right? Because they're your number one and there's no changing that ever, right? And so me coming in from the outside, if I don't fit into your number one, then there is no us for the future, right? That's that's kind of, uh, I almost have to fit in with them better than I do with you. Um, <laughs> because if I don't, then, you know, there there's no more. We can, you know, continue to be, you know, friends possibly, but that would be the extent of it. There wouldn't be a relationship because without the children, there is no relationship. Um, so I knew that I needed to, not only be uh not only be accepted by them i needed to accept them mm-hmm. right like i needed to to be able to go okay i can hang out with these guys i can you know have them in my life on a daily basis i can um see myself taking them places and hanging out and having a good time and and you know doing that sort of thing it couldn't just be you know can i deal with having them in my life i need to want these people in my life as much as I want you in my life. Mm-hmm. And so that, that to me was kind of, it, it wasn't just you guys feeling me out when we first met. I had to get to know them and, and, and see if these were people that I wanted to deal with on a daily basis, you know, and, and there's no, you know, uh, I don't really feel like having them around today mm-hmm. because they're your kids. Mm-hmm. So they're here every day, whether you want, want them around or not. You can't choose that. It's sort of like you can't choose your family. You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. Well, these kids instantly became family to me. This next episode is your favorite vulnerable share. I think you guys really identified with Aaron Ramsey in episode 34, she is the host of the You Are Such a Catch podcast. And she shared a story that I wasn't expecting, but she shared a very open and vulnerable story about something she experienced in her dating process. And it's so powerful. It brought me to tears and it actually made me share a part of my story that I really hadn't shared with very many people. And I certainly had no intention to share on the air at that moment. But there's something about Aaron that is so open and honest and true and vulnerable. She has such a beautiful sense of humor and she's just so easy to talk to that her vulnerability, I think, really connects people to her. I know it connects me to her. So enjoy this conversation. It's not a fun topic, but it's an important topic. Sometimes we have things happen to us or we have a situation and we're apprehensive about talking about it openly because we think we're going to be judged or, you know, somebody is going to look at us differently. And to be honest, you know, there, there is still 
some things that I haven't shared on an, you know, open platform yet. Um, but one of the things that I, I did choose to share and it kind of came up um, organically, like I didn't necessarily intend on doing it, is that, you know, I've been a victim of sexual assault. And I was doing this, um, I was doing this series on women empowerment. And so I was finding guests that I thought were making a positive change, whether in their communities or, you know, um, maybe even personal to me. And, you know, so I was having these different guests on. And then this one week, one of my guests backed out last minute. And back then, you know, I was in my corporate job, so I was traveling all around. So sometimes I'd podcast at 4 a.m., sometimes, you know, <laughs> if I was doing a solo episode or, you know, and I I was I was doing all sorts of weird hours and things, and I, I didn't have any episodes batch recorded. And I had this pulling, like this tug on my heart that, you know, kind of said, well, you could empower women, Erin, by sharing your story, by by sharing mm. something that happened to you that was super traumatic, that has stuck with you, you know, f- f- and will stick with me for a lifetime, right? And mm-hmm. in that moment, I chose I chose to be brave, and I chose to sit behind a microphone and say something that I hadn't even said to, you know, my closest friends because one, I never wanted anybody to, you know, feel sorry for me or, you know, have sympathy. Like that's not what I was looking for. Um, but, but two, you know, like once you kind of share something like that, I feel like people kind of just automatically treat you differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I decided that beyond anybody's reaction, uh, to what I was about to say that if I, if by sharing my message, I could, you know, positively impact somebody else who might be carrying around that same burden, um, who might be feeling, you know, similar pain, who might be trying to work through that, you know, for me to sit down and be able to actually talk about it means I've healed from it enough to, you know, be able to share. And so I did. And so I sat down behind a microphone that day and, and I shared that. And I feel like from that point on, um, you know, my my DMs, my emails. I, I mean, I was getting page upon page from people saying, thank you so much for doing that episode. I know it wasn't easy. You know, this is my scenario. I've been apprehensive about dating. I've been apprehensive about, you know, opening up to anybody else because of what happened to me. But like, you're showing me that, you know, there's hope and um, mm-hmm. that I I too can do this. And and so for, for me, just receiving that feedback and that validation and knowing that the purpose, what I was trying to accomplish was actually happening in real time um, made me think, okay, you know, it, get behind the mic and share more. Before I talk about this last episode, you guys picking only eight episodes out of 71 episodes to talk about is kind of like trying to pick your favorite children out of all of your children, right? Like it is so hard. I wish I could share more episodes with you because I just had a phenomenal number of guests that just gave so much insight and so much value that I truly, truly enjoyed meeting. And I I just, I love season one. Season one is just so beautiful. Okay. So I'm going to get to the last episode that I want to share with you guys. And this is your favorite author from season one. Don't worry, season two, we're going to have a whole bunch more authors. You guys love the authors. So for season one, your favorite author... 
Brienne Davis. Yes, Brienne Davis shares with us what brought her to write her book, The Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. And she actually started writing this book while she was filming the show Lucifer. As you guys know, she's also an actress. She's a multi-talented actress, podcaster, writer, producer, and it was an absolute honor to get to talk to her about the process of writing her book and what got her started. So enjoy this episode. Wow, this younger generation is suffering even more. So I need mm-hmm. to put a face to this addiction that nobody talks about. That's It's so shameful, especially as a woman. And I have done so much work and recovery after eight years of therapy, working the steps, sponsoring people, speaking all over the world that I was like, you know what? Here it is. Here's what this addiction looks like. And that's why I wrote the book. And I didn't want to write the book. It just happened. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what do you mean you didn't want to write the book? It just happened. Tell me about that. I was pressured. I was pressured by my <laughs> my lovely husband. Um, he he kept like it, I was shooting Lucifer, and he kept saying to me, "Hey, you know, I think you should take this writing class." And I was like, "What are you talking about? I have ADHD. I'm dyslexic. I don't want to write. I'm not the writer. You're the writer." And he just kept mentioning, "You have these stories that need to be told about your mm. life that you are not sharing with people." So he said, listen, after the sixth time and me saying no, he said, listen, it's not that much money. It's 90 days. You take two of the classes and you hate it. No one will have to know. It's just me and you will know. So I took the class and I wrote the first draft of Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict in 45 days. It was like poured out of me. It was like something bigger than me. What? Yeah. Wow. The first draft came out that fast. Like it was, I feel like it was like my God or universe or something bigger than me that wanted me to get this message out. Okay, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed this walk down memory lane. I know I had an absolute blast picking these clips out for you. And like I said, I could probably pick out 30 more clips because we just had such an incredible lineup of guests here in season one. And I'd really love to thank all of the guests. I'd love to hear from you guys. Were there other episodes that you wish had been included in this list? Let me know. Come on over to Instagram, DM me, let me know. And if you haven't left a review yet for season one, please come on over and leave a review. It truly means the world to me. I read them all and you guys know I love to share them on the air. So I would love to share your reviews. Now, before I close out today, I want to share with you what's happening with the podcast. You guys have heard me mention that the podcast is gonna be going through a slight shift, just a teeny tiny pivot. I am changing the name of the podcast to Radical Audacity in Love and Life. And Radical Audacity is that feeling of when you're radical, you are not living by anybody else's rules. You are living in such truth and integrity and authenticity to who you are that What other people think doesn't really matter because you are going to live a life by your rules and your terms. 
And so this radical audacity, like you don't really necessarily fit into what society says you should do. And we're going to look at what this looks like in love and in life. We're just going to look at a whole bunch of different, amazing people living life in this incredible way. And we're going to really focus on the heck yes moments. What are heck yes moments? Well, let's talk about heck no moments first. You know, we all live with some significant trauma in our life. If there's anything guaranteed in life, it's that we will have difficult times. We will have health issues. We will have people that we love pass away. We might have cancer. We might experience a natural disaster. We might live through a pandemic that doesn't seem like it's never ever going to end. We might lose a job. We might get divorced. We might um, lose a beloved pet. We might have a sexual assault. There's just a countless number of traumas that we have to live through. And those are kind of those, you know, heck knows in life. Those are when you get hit over the head with a brick, life punches you in the nose, it kicks you in the rear end, slams the door in your face, you know? And I love bringing on guests that can find the heck yes in those moments. And I am so excited to share with you these guests. I have a guest who is a breast cancer survivor that went on to create an app to help women do breast self-exams. I have somebody who is a sexual assault survivor that went on to write a book and is now a therapist and helps other women deal with their traumas. I have someone who was a news anchor during 9-11 and the trauma and the pain of that made her leave being a news anchor and go on a completely different path, one of healing and being able to tell stories that are positive and more authentic to who she is. I have an author Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You guys know I love books, but I have an author who wrote a radically audacious book about her sex life after divorce. And you know, she's a woman in her 40s, divorced with children, writing in pretty graphic detail about her sex life. You talk about being open and radical and not living by other people's rules. So I think you guys will be really excited for season two And for this slight shift that I'm going through, you'll see new podcast art and you'll see a new name, but it is the same feeling in the podcast because as you guys know from every guest that I brought in during Love and Life After Divorce, the idea was that you would finish the episode feeling more empowered, feeling more connected, feeling able to live the life that you deserve in full self-love and self-worthiness. And so we are still keeping on that path. It is still about self-love. It is still about self-worth. It is about living your life with your truth and your authenticity and being inspired by people that are doing that. So I'm so excited for you to meet these people and to hear these stories. And I'm I'm just thrilled 
and excited. And I can't wait to hear from you guys about what you think of this shift and this change. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. I hope you know how worthy and how loved you are. And I hope you just say heck yes to living a beautiful life. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce Membership Group. We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.